This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee, and today joining me is Yosem Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sam Joe is channeling who else but Britney Spears, and I guess that means there's no prizes for guessing what we're talking about today. <laughs> That's right, guys. Today on Pop Vultures, all you need to know about the hashtag Free Britney movement, what it is, what it stands for, and the latest on the legendary Miss Britney Spears and her outrageous woes. We're going to trace Free Britney back to some of her most toxic moments in her 22-year career, and try to make sense, you know, of what all of this means for the princess of pop. Mm-hmm. If you're a Britney stan, this is for you, man. If you're not, that'll work, bitch. Oh my god, right. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Alright, so without further ado, let's get in the zone. So Jen, what exactly mm-hmm. is Free Britney? Okay, so Britney Spears, as far as I understand, Samjo is much more um, learned on this subject than I am. She was placed under a conservatorship, which means like she has no real control over her own finances. That's what I understand. Yeah, so it all started in 2008, you know, I mean, uh, Britney was 27 then, right? You know, and a conservatorship, what it means is another individual is given control of your finances, including your estate, and most aspects of your daily life, right? So this usually, Mm. um, who usually gets a conservatorship? Usually it's the elderly, you know, someone who's sick or mentally disabled, right? So mm. this essentially meant that, you know, Britney had very restricted rights to her finances and her movement. And the control actually went to her father, Jamie Spears, who will be very much talked about today, as you'll mm-hmm. see. And as well as a lawyer called Andrew Wallet. And speaking of Britney's estate, okay, just so you know, her net worth, according to BBC at the moment, is £42.5 million. Pounds, and that equates to about £75.8 million Sing dollars, or in US dollars, it's 55.3 million. So, just so you guys get an idea of how much she's worth, okay, and how much her estate is worth. So, that was in 2008. In 2009, all right, the next year, superfan Jordan Miller, who founded the fan site Breathe Heavy, okay, he started a ground up movement, uh, essentially a campaign to free Britney from this conservatorship. You know, this conservatorship was, was meant to be temporary, you know, and only apparently only until after her circus tour in 2009. Circus mm-hmm. being the name of one of her albums, right? Yeah, her album. Um, yeah, but it has actually gone on for so long. It's been, what, 12 years and counting now. So more and more people are questioning, you know, whether it really benefits Britney and what this says about Britney's well-being. And so you have um, celebrities like Marley Cyrus, Rose McGowan, Paris Hilton, and even Cher supporting the movement. So yeah, the conservatorship was introduced, you know, 12 years ago, but recently there has been an interesting turning point because in November 2018, her father Jamie Spears suffered a ruptured colon and almost died. So what happened then was, you know, Britney took a break from work, she cancelled her second Las Vegas residency. Her father falling sick actually was quite a major turning point because that meant that, you know, he couldn't be her conservator anymore, right? And Mm. the co-conservator, the lawyer Andrew Wallet that I mentioned earlier, he resigned, okay? Mm. So what this meant then, the conservatorship was transferred temporarily to this woman called Jodie Montgomery, who we all know now as her, as Britney's care manager, okay? Which like, Um, what does that even mean, right? So vague. Exactly, it's quite vague. So then things started picking up, like, you know, TMZ reported that Britney checked into a mental health facility, Again, it's not mm-hmm. the first time that she's she's done that. 
you know, and this was in 2019, right? And then in April 2019, another plot twist because Britney fan podcast Britney's Gram aired this anonymous voicemail from someone claiming to be a former member of Britney's legal team, you know, uh, who said that Britney was being held against her will at the mental health facility. So that that's sounds when, very shady. Sounds very shady. And that's when, you know, a lot of fans started getting more worried, you know, they started to pay more attention to the whole uh, Free Britney movement, even though it's been, by then it already been around for, what, 18, uh, sorry, um, my math is bad, 11 years. <laughs> yeah. So... But so that's what led Britney, you know, to break her silence on Instagram. You know, she seldom would talk about the conservatorship, but she actually posted uh, a short video on Instagram in April 2019, you know, to assure fans that she's doing okay. And this is what she said. Hi guys, just checking in with all of you who are concerned about me. All is well. My family has been going through a lot of stress and anxiety lately, so I just needed time to deal. But don't worry, I'll be back very soon. Yeah, and this video was accompanied with the caption, you know, don't believe everything you read and hear, my situation is unique, but I promise I'm doing what's best at this moment. You may not know this about me, but I am strong and stand up for what I want. So in a way, fans were kind of like, you know, assured that, okay, Britney seems to be doing well. She actually spoke directly to us addressing mm -hmm. the situation. Mm -hmm. uh, and it seems that she's fine, right? Also, yeah, and there's like, a, there's like a lot of new momentum, I think, because there were a lot of people talking about Free Britney, a lot of people saying she should be given back control of her finances, there's like a petition that got over 100,000 signatures, you know, people are like really wanting to investigate whether her father is truly like, uh, you know, out of the goodness of his heart controlling this conservatorship. So and did her father give like an interview recently? He did. So that is the latest. So um, it was just last month, in fact, you know, her father gave a very rare interview to the New York Post, uh, page six, denying mm. rumors that he or anyone else was stealing money from her estate. So he said, you know, all these conspiracy theorists don't know anything. You know, he says it's up to the court of California to decide what's best for my daughter and it's no one else's business. So he essentially slammed, uh, you know, the aggressiveness of the Free Britney movement and called for privacy. You know, he said people are being stalked and targeted with death threats. It's horrible. We don't want those kind of fans. I love my daughter. I love all my kids. But this is our business. It's private. And just earlier this month, major plot twist, right? You know, there was a new court filing and Britney actually came out to say through her lawyer that she's happy for the conservatorship to continue, but she, you know, she no longer wants her father in charge. In fact, she wants Jodie Montgomery to stay on and her father out. And she actually appeared to endorse the Free Britney movement and welcome you know, um, public scrutiny. So her lawyer, Samuel Ingham, actually wrote that Britney is, quote, vehemently opposed to this effort by her father to keep her legal struggle hidden away in the closet as a family secret. At this point in her life when she's trying to regain some measure of personal autonomy, Britney welcomes and appreciates the informed support of her many fans. Unquote. The sealing motion that you know was put forth by Jamie and his lawyers is supposed to protect Britney's interests, but apparently Britney herself is adamantly opposed to it. So it's quite interesting because it seems that you know Britney and her father can't really agree about the nature of this conservatorship, even though Britney herself is okay with the conservatorship um, per se, but she just doesn't want her father in the equation. So the current arrangement uh, with Jodie Montgomery is uh, supposedly extended till February next year. And there is another hearing on this scheduled for October this year. Obviously, this is not the first time that, uh, you know, Britney has 
given fans cause for concern and worry, right? Yeah, she's definitely exhibited unusual behaviour in the past, to say the least, which has given the paparazzi many, many field days with her and fans a lot of cause for concern. And I think, you know, when we look back now, we would find a lot of the headlines about her very, very terrifying and a lot of the... a lot of the stuff that was said about her, you know, we just wouldn't, it just wouldn't fly today now that we have a bit more empathy, I think, for mental health issues. Because what Britney Spears was going through in retrospect was very obviously a mental health breakdown. And the paparazzi was hounding her throughout all of it. And that's really horrific, you know. I think when the public really got a whiff that something was really wrong was when in 2004, January 2004, she married her childhood friend, Jason Allen Alexander, on a whim in Las Vegas. And then she got an annulment 55 hours later. That's like less than three days. So <laughs> yeah, whirlwind marriage, so to speak. Super whirlwind. I still remember this story, even though I was like only 10 at the time, because, because it was such a big story. Like Everybody was talking about how Britney Spears got married and then got, well, sort of divorced in less than three days. And the reason back then was that she lacked understanding of her actions, which is very vague, but it gives mm. you an idea that she probably wasn't in the right state of mind when this yeah, happened. Yeah, some sort of red flag there already. Yeah, definitely. And then she was engaged to backup dancer Kevin Federline, KFAT, and um, this was in July 2004, so six months after her whirlwind annulment marriage thing. And they legally married in October that year. Uh, they later on would go on to have like two kids. And I think 06 was when it got really bad. Like, 06, she was spotted driving with her son, Sean, then a baby, on her lap instead of her car seat, which is legitimately a very, very dangerous thing. Like, you're not supposed to do that with a baby. Um, Also, like, Sean apparently fell off a high chair and, like, child services had to check in on her more than once, blah, blah, blah. And then we jumped to November 2006 and she filed for divorce from KFAT and the divorce was finalised the next year. And the next year was 2007, which was the year that her album Blackout came out. And Sam Joe, I think we can both agree that Blackout is one of our favourite Britney albums, yes? Oh, absolutely. It's still like, I would say actually still number one for me in terms of like, she just had some of the best singles from that album. Yeah, so unfortunately for her Blackout, which we both agree is like a pretty good album for a very strong album for Britney. It kind of just coincided with a really, really bad year for her. And it's sort of fitting because some of the songs on Black Eye, I think, mention, sort of make mention of her struggles with the paparazzi and her own issues, you know. Mm. So she was in and out of rehab that year. And this is a very, very famous thing. So there's a very famous incident. You can go find it. There are pictures. There are memes about this. But she basically, in front of paparazzi who were hounding her, went into a salon and shaved her head with, like, by herself with like electric clippers. And she then attacked one of the paparazzi members' cars with a umbrella. And this was a very, very huge headline. And we all, like, I mean, not we, you know, but society as a whole, I think, was sort of, like, mocking and laughing at her. Going, like, you know, what, what's going wrong? What's all wrong with her? You know, she's shaving her head. She's attacking cars, law. Like, we sort of treated it in a very made light of it, like, I think. And, you know, now looking back, she really was going through something very serious. And nobody was on her side, I think. And, you know, I think there were also a lot of people who were worried about her children at the time. Like, you know, is she is she safe? You know, like, can you have, like, hand her children over to her? Like, this was all part of the conversation, right, at the time, which I imagine must be so hurtful for our mother. Um, For sure. Don't forget, this was the... Don't forget, 06, 07 was the period in which she was uh, 
photograph going out to party a lot. So this was when the very famous um, photo of her partying with Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan. This is when around that period, you know, and this is when she was photographed mm-hmm. stepping out of you know her her car without underwear on. Do you remember that? Oh God, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. There were. There, I mean, there are pictures of her vagina splashed all over the internet. That which, was. Uh, you do not want that for anybody, right? Like which that was is a thing. just not. Don't don't publish that. Anyway, yeah. then that year, um, in September that year. Oh god, this is so sad. It was supposed to be her big comeback at the VMAs, um, at the MTV VMAs. Uh, she was supposed to hold like a, a, she was supposed to give like a performance of "Give Me More," which is one of the songs on the Blackout album. Which, by the way, is still a freaking classic. Okay, guys, it's a great song to dance to in the club. Um, unfortunately, the "Give Me More" performance was really, really bad. Sam Joe. Yeah. It okay. Was so. So. Bad. so- just so you guys know the gravity of it all, right? She was given. She's Britney has been like a mainstay with the MTV VNAs for as long as her career lasted. It's given her many iconic moments, like you know when she kissed Madonna on stage, to when she. I'm a ri- slave for you, the Python. Yeah, exactly the Python. You know, um, performance that was all VMAs. You know, so like the um, VMAs is her thing. Exactly, you know, VMAs and Britney Spears almost synonymous, at least back then, you know. And they gave her the opening slot. I mean, she was going to open the entire show. She came on, and unfortunately, people could tell that something was off. You know, her dance moves were a bit out of sync. Uh, her dancers were putting in a lot more effort than her. She was not dancing at her full power, so to speak. Like yeah. it looked very weak. And she wasn't um, even trying to lip sync properly. Like you could tell she was just like yeah. murmuring under her breath. And she kind of like was losing her footing a bit. And a lot of people, and this is where it got really mean, a lot of people were body shaming her because she came out in this like uh, a glittery bikini like outfit with boots and it's her It's basically tum- like a bra and panty situation with boots. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people till then, a lot of people were used to seeing Britney, you know, in, the dancer Britney, the very like slim fit young like starlet, right? And suddenly they saw, oh, you know, Britney has put on some weight and here she is in the bikini, so-called half dancing for us. And I mean, the people Everyone were so mean to her. her. People were so Everyone mean to her. Everyone made fun of her. I remember yeah. the host of that show was um comedian Sarah Silverman and she came out after that and she made a lot of mean comments like, oh, you know, Britney Spears, she's all of 26 years old and she's already achieved all that she's ever going to achieve in life. It was just really, really toxic, so to speak. Anyway, very sadly, uh, October that year, uh, one month after the VMA's performance, she lost physical custody of her children. In 2008, she, she had a standoff with the police when she refused to return her sons to KFAT and then she had to be taken away by an ambulance. And of course, all of this led to the conservatorship. And at that point, I think... um it was quite obvious that she was going through something serious. And I think people were like, maybe this is the best route for her. But it has been 12 years, right? And she's still under conservatorship. Even after it seems like Britney has seemingly got her life together and seems to have calmed down and mellowed a lot. Yeah. Um, So what are the conflicts of interest there, right? Um, But well, before we get into our own thoughts about this, and let me tell you, we had like a whole script written out for this episode, and Sam Joe has a full essay written on <laughs> what he feels about this issue. So clearly, please stay tuned to this. But until then, I'd just like to say that if you're enjoying this episode of Pop Vouchers so far, do find us on the Straits Times podcast channel on, on our own dedicated channel at hashtag Pop Vouchers. 
or you can also find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And some of our episodes are on YouTube as well, so do check those out. Like and rate us. Now back to our show. And yes, we are here to give you some of our thoughts on this whole free Britney, Britney Spears situation. I know, Jen, you also have... Um, you also want to talk about something that you've been dying to talk about in all of our 30 over episodes of Pop Vultures. So, yes, let's bring it... dying bring to it. trash Justin Timberlake. And yes, right now, I'm going to trash talk Justin Timberlake. Okay, if you don't know, Britney and Justin Timberlake dated. Like, this is a very famous thing. They were like apparently each other's first love or something. They met on the Mickey Mouse Club. Which, by the way, the Mickey Mouse Club had like Christina Aguilera. It had like Ryan, um, Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, it had so many people uh, who went on to become pop stars and, you know, important, you know, pop culture figures in our lives. Anyway, they met on Mickey Mouse Club. They dated. And then later on, they broke up. And mm. this was when Justin Timberlake went. And let me tell you, at a time when they dated, right, Justin Timberlake was definitely the less famous one and i really feel like there will be no justin timberlake without britney because his solo breakout hit was cry me a river which is the breakup song that he made after he and britney broke up because there were a lot of rumors that britney cheated on him or something so justin timberlake instead of like taking the high route he went and hired a britney lookalike to star in the video of cry me a river and then went on to like like cryptically talk about Crimea River without ever admitting that it's about Britney or not about Britney. But he basically gave the paparazzi so much ammunition to criticize Britney with to say, look, she cheated on Justin. Look how sad Justin is. Look how Justin is crying in this video. Oh man, poor Justin. And I'm just like, dude, that's kind of a low blow. Am I right? Like, no, right. isn't it? This was around what? Um, After their breakup in 2002, I would think right yeah so, about that and if if you guys were around during that time or even if you weren't you can go back and look at all the the news coverage on this um it's it was so a very gross. publicly covered breakup and it was so public britney unfortunately uh came out the worst for it because of some yeah. very um unfortunate things that justin chose to reveal in his interviews yes which so, i know rouse you up a lot jen yes yeah, so Britney at one point um, talked about maybe wanting to save herself for marriage. Uh, this thing also happened to Jessica Simpson, who, by the way, also has a crazy and bad Justin Timberlake story. So this ties into my whole Justin Timberlake sucks um, thesis statement. But anyway, <laughs> so the thing is, Britney at one point was like, maybe I'll save myself for marriage. You know, she considered doing it. Mm-hmm. The thing is, as a young woman, it's very common to, at one point in your life, maybe consider that. And the thing is, Britney was famous all her life. So when she considered this or when she thought this, she said it out loud to the press. And um, that was a very big thing. People were like, oh, Britney's going to save herself for marriage. When they broke up, Justin Timberlake went on radio, like public radio, like you could listen. You, I think you can even find a clip now where he admitted to having sex with Britney. And it's like, why would you do that? Why would you talk about your ex's sex life with you after you have broken up Mm. and when you go back and listen to the clip it's so like he's so nonchalant about talking about it and i just feel like it's so not gracious like imagine if i broke up with a dude and then i later on after the breakup went on to blab about his sexual abilities or what we did in bed together isn't that really gross and so 
my thesis statement stands Justin Timberlake sucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's all you wanted to and, say, right? <laughs> this, no, I have more. I have more. I also yeah. want to say that I think that the tabloid industry and the society's obsession in general at that point with Britney's sex life is actually very troubling in retrospect because she was a freaking teenager. And it's so upsetting that we sexualized her firstly, you know, in her music videos. She was a sexy schoolgirl in um, Baby One More Time, you know. So we, at the same time, we sexualize her, but at the same time, we shame her for her sexuality. And it's so upsetting to look at it now. And imagine going through your teenage years, which are formative and important to shaping how you think, which is so important that you get the space to understand who you are as a person and to make mistakes. And she wasn't allowed any of that because she was made to live her teenage years and her adolescence years and her first love extremely publicly. And it's no wonder she had a breakdown, right? I mean, everything about her was on display. Everything about her was, you know, free for people to criticize. And she must have felt really alone and vulnerable. And I think that came true in her music, like, you know, in the music video every time. Um, she had like um, a suicide ideation. There was a scene of her drowning in the bathtub. Oh yeah, overdosing. Right. It's uh, it's just it's really sad when you think about it. And well, that's all I'm gonna say for now because I know Sam Joe has a lot more to say. So. Right. But I guess I mean building on your point, you're essentially saying that you know her whole experience with JT onwards was more or less a precursor to you know what led to the conservatorship and and free Britney lah, right? Yeah, and also that. You know, Britney really is very successful. You know, she had a Las Vegas residency that had, like, I think earned over US $138 million. So that's a lot of money. And I think that, I do think that there is, you have to look at a financial incentive, right, of anyone who wants to be in charge of her money. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you made a very good point. You know, when it comes to stardom, Britney's definitely one of those celebrities who's been dealt the very, very, very short end of the stick. You know, she's mm. literally the girl in her song, Lucky, right? You remember mm-hmm. that song? Mm-hmm. She's so lucky. She's a star that she cry, yeah. cry, cries in a lonely yeah. heart thinking. If it's there's so nothing obvious that she has so many missing problems. in my life, then... Why okay, Sam Jones. Tea's coming. <laughs> anyway, I sorry I got carried away as usual. But speaking of mental health, right? I mean, you're right. Our perspective has really changed since her public meltdown in 2007. And do you know the crazy thing about her umbrella incident where she shaved her head and attacked the paparazzi? The crazy thing is that the photographer who was attacked actually put the green umbrella that she used to attack him up for auction. Oh my god! That's, yeah, that's the amount of like. Uh, so exploitative. That's, that's, yeah, that's how exploited she was, you know. And um, you remember even when she cried in that very famous interview with Matt Lauer in 2006 and she pleaded for the paparazzi to li- leave her alone. You know, she was chewing oh, gum and, and uh, her false eyelashes were falling out. And people weren't exactly on her side, you know. Even though she said she just wanted her kid to, to live a normal life and that's why she wants the paparazzi to leave her alone. Um, mm. People weren't on her side. I mean, Matt Lauer even said during the interview, like, you know, isn't it strange that if the paparazzi are making you so miserable, like, why wouldn't you want to trade your life? You know, as if she had a choice. And that's not, and that's not the only interview she has cried in. She has cried in, like, multiple on-air interviews, and it's always very, very hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad the public opinion has come a long way, you know, and we're a lot more sympathetic now. You know, I guess we can all relate to Chris Cock- Crocker now, right? The guy who did the whole Leave Britney Alone video. Leave Do you Britney remember? Leave Britney Alone! <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
But I often wonder if it's if it's too little, too late, like, and if the damage, like you said, has already been done. You know, and regarding the conservatorship, so this is where I want to get really like technical about it. Okay, I have so many questions. There's definitely more than meets the eye. Number one. Mm-hmm. Britney Spears is one of the biggest stars to ever exist. And if you remember earlier in our episode, we talked about BBC pegging her net worth at uh, 42.5 million pounds. So that's around um, 75.8 million Sing dollars and 55.3 million US dollars. That's according to the BBC's figure. Just to give you an idea, by comparison, Christina Aguilera, who started around the same time as her and you know went down the same uh, Mickey Mouse pop starlet track, Christina yeah. has a net worth of over US $160 million. So that's about yeah. three times what Britney has. Which is so very just... odd considering their career tracks. Right. Yeah, the career tracks are mostly, you know, similar. I mean, similar. granted, like, you know, Christina did a lot of um, uh, seasons on The Voice. But still, I mean, Britney has, what, also 22 years in the music business, tons of endorsement deals. Remember all the Pepsi ads that she did? Uh, even with Beyonce and Pink. Stuff. So yeah. many things. Tours, her Las Vegas residency, you know. Yeah. It should be more, like, I feel. Yeah. She had her own perfume range, right? She even had a song called Perfume. I mean, where did all the money go? That's what I want to know. So there is reason to suspect, and there's no wonder that, you know, um, some concerned fans are suspecting that, you know, okay, are people skimming off her money and her estate? And what exactly uh, is the role of this conservatorship in all of that, you know? Number two, okay, all the speculation about this conservatorship aside, right? Don't you find that her behavior on social media is very troubling and worrying? I mean, look at her IG feed. Let's go look at her Instagram. It's very like, it's, I, can, I can picture what her IG feed looks like. It's an off-shoulder white top, she's in cut-off shorts, and she's looking up at the camera. Yeah, and she's looking up, staring blankly at the camera, and... She posts multiple repeated selfies, you know, the same setting, same blouse, same gaze at the camera. Yeah, and she would post, she would have multiple posts, and often her caption is just, you know, uh, the flower emoji or the um, lipstick emoji. So it's just something very off about it. Like occasionally, okay, you get, you know, very wholesome content like her working out and dancing with her, her boyfriend, you know, fitness trainer, Sam Asgari. So that seems to be, you know, she seems to be truly happy in those videos. But there's something about these selfies that are a bit off and in fact, I would say even off-putting and unsettling. Um, you guys can go and check out her Instagram and, and yeah, judge for yourself. it's very repetitive. I think that's the thing. It's very repetitive and it feels a bit odd. There's also and, the whole issue of um, Britney's sons yes. having a restraining order against their grandfather. Absolutely. So this is the other point we wanted to bring up. Like in March earlier this year, right? Um, Britney's 13-year-old son, so her second son, Jaden, went on Instagram Live and he basically started lashing out against his grandfather, Jamie Spears, you know, uh, Britney's dad. You know, he called, uh, he called him a lot of nasty names and even said that he can go and die. So mm-hmm. this is not the first time there's conflict between um, Britney's sons and, um, and her father. You know, uh, in September last year, September 2019, Jamie allegedly also got physical with Britney's older son, Sean, and therefore leading to this whole restraining order situation. So I guess what we're trying to say is that there's plenty of reason to be worried about how Britney's relationship with her father maybe affecting the well-being of not just Britney, but also her kids, you know? And this also brings into question what kind of man Jamie Spears is, right? Like, who yeah. gets restraining orders against... Like, you know, you get what I mean? Like, if two kids have restraining orders against you, that's something pretty worrying, I think. 
yeah. So, I mean, obviously at this point, it's very speculative because a lot of it is behind closed doors. So we don't really know. Uh, but it definitely gives us cause to think about it and, and wonder, right? And mm-hmm. I also just want to say something, which is what you mentioned just now with the Every Time video. I mean, Britney is someone who wears a heart on her sleeve, if she happens to have sleeves, and, and her music, right? She, I mean, she's planted so many clues throughout the years about how things aren't always peachy with her life. I mean, you talked about the Every Time music video. So um, many. Yeah. How about the song um, Overprotected? Bad media, what is it? Um, bad Media Karma or something like that. Yeah, Piece of Me, exactly. I miss Bad Media Karma, another day, another drama. You know, Piece of Me, she talked about her toxic relationship with her paparazzi. With the paparazzi. Um, she had uh, the song Lucky, like I sang just now. She had My Prerogative, even though it was a cover, but the lyrics really... Um, you know, were very indicative of what she was going through in her life. You know, everybody's talking all this stuff about me. Why don't they just let me live? You know, I don't need yeah, permission. Make my own decisions. That's my prerogative. So in retrospect, you know, even though she's the sort, the sort of like pop singer that has brought us many like oh, you know, hits that we could bop to. But if you look deeper, her lyrics are actually, while happy on the surface, they actually are pretty dark and sometimes even rather prescient. Um, and. You, you know, sometimes we forget how young she was when she went through all that drama. I mean, come on, right? Mm. You know, she. that's what happens with pop stars that are older than us, right? You know, I mean, she was born in 1981, you know? So I've always saw her as this, like, older figure. And whenever she was going through, you know, all that drama, she I was like, okay, you know, she's an adult, she can handle it. But sometimes we forget that she when she debuted on the scene, she was only 17. And then she was yeah. immediately, almost immediately criticized for her voice. You know, then, like, you... You know, the whole incident of Justin Timberlake, she was hounded by paparazzi throughout her 20s, you know, which are, you know, she's mm-hmm. not a teenager anymore, but still very formative. And then she had kids, lost custody of her kids, all while releasing new music and going on tour and so on and so forth. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I would be stable and in sound mind if I were in her shoes, if you think about it, you know, imagine how... Yeah, I don't think I could handle it, honestly. The amount yeah. of, like... The amount of stress she must have been under. And the last point I wanted to make um, in this whole entire essay of mine is that it's our responsibility as fans. You know, I read this opinion piece by Sarah Dittum on Unheard. Uh, it was called, she titled it, The Tragedy of Britney Spears. And there she writes about the idea that Britney fans, you know, for all their love and support for her, are hanging on to some nostalgic concept of their Britney. You know, the Britney they once knew and the Britney that existed in the 90s and early 90s, right, you know. Um, and she wrote that, you know, even if Britney gets what she wants out of this upcoming conservatorship hearing, you know, I quote, what does freedom look like for someone whose entire adult life has been spent being famous for Britney Spears? The most constricting part of celebrity isn't the people who hate you, it's people who think they love you and who think that love means they own you, unquote. So it just makes you wonder whether all this buzz about Free Britney is really about her or about fans and their idea of her, you know. And I have this really good friend and um, Britney super fan, Simon. <laughs> Simon says, maybe fans just can't bring themselves to acknowledge how far she's fallen from her heyday, which I guess there is some element of truth in that, you know. I mean, um, you know, it's as if without this conservatorship, she'll go back to being the old Britney who regularly lit up the stage with her killer dance routines and very, you know, tight lip syncs. I mean, anyone who's seen Britney perform lately, right, will know that she's a shadow of her former self and that's just the way it is. She's just not going to be the Britney she was 
when, mm-hmm. you know, at the height of her career. And that's a fact. You know, that doesn't mean she's not an icon. That doesn't mean she's not a legend. But unfortunately, for a lot of fans, they associated the conservatorship with when things started going downhill for her. And I think that's just a very hard pill to swallow. I think the conservatorship is mostly a symptom more than anything else. You know, it's her mental health problems have been going on before the conservatorship. The conservatorship going away wouldn't mean that she stops having mental health problems or stops having traumatic issues. Yeah, and I would actually see it as like, you know, it's good that we are alerted to all these like red flags and alarms along the way, you know, instead of letting it carry on for too long, you know, with little to no intervention. I mean, you think about troubled pop star and people like Amy Winehouse and Whitney, and Whitney Houston and Britney Spears come to mind. And mm. two of them are already dead, you know? And that's because... And in very upsetting ways, yeah. Yeah, in very upsetting ways. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is that we cannot afford to lose another another legend, you know? Yeah, um, yeah and I, I, I hope that, you know, this turns out well for her. And I'm pretty sure that's where fans are coming from also. But I would say you know, short of, sometimes speculation can also be harmful. And yeah, whatever happens, let's just hope she emerges stronger than yesterday. Stronger than, than yesterday. yesterday. Now it's nothing but in my way. My loneliness is killing me. Okay, guys, guys, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. Okay, that's all from now, from us. That's... <laughs> I think that's your dose of pop culture for this week. Uh, you can find me at Jen Lee Writes on Instagram, or you can also email me at jenlee at sph.com.sg. Sam Joe? You can email me at yo Sam Joe at sph.com.sg, or also slide into my DMs at Sam underscore Jomato on Instagram. Uh, you can also write to us at podcast at sph.com.sg. Yeah, please let us know what you think about the entire free Britney movement. Like, do you think it's a conspiracy theory, or do you think that there's definitely something, you know, going on with her and her dad um, and if you're a fan tell us what you think you know what your favourite Britney moments through the years we would love to hear from you favourite Britney songs guys I mean yeah toxic yeah and, and my... if you have thoughts on Justin Timberlake please uh, direct it to yes Jen. please if you want to <laughs> trash talk Justin Timberlake I will I will personally DM you so we can have a chat about that alright unfortunately that's all the time we have until next time she's Jen he's Sam Joe and we are Pop Pop Thank you for listening. Ah, ah, ah. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.